intro this thing? Oh, is that okay? You ready? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm uh, just getting comfortable now. All right. Uh, I don't remember how to make a podcast. Hello. It hasn't been that long. It has. It's been eight years. Eight years, really? Really? It's been eight years. Every month is two years now. You know this. You're counting quarantine time? Is that what you're doing? Yes. Okay. We are in quarantine time. Uh, if you're listening to this and you noticed I sound a little bit garbagey, that's because Aaron and I are not in the same room. Yeah. Actually, the first episode, we're, but we're not in the same room for this. We're many miles apart. We are social distancing for this uh, this this uh, episode of this very special episode of Dust Watch. Very special is a very apt word for this episode. I'm really bummed that I don't get to like see your facial reactions while we watch this. Well, you spoiled a little for me years back, according to you, um, yes. uh, about there not being enough boreal in this. So I'm already. A I think little I think bummed. I said, "Oh yeah, no." I was gonna say I don't remember him, and then I I know I don't remember him because he's not in this at all. He's I don't think he's in it at all. I think they completely cut him out. Why are we doing this? Thank you for watching, everybody. Are listening? We already uh, had this discussion eight years ago. No, I I don't remember this. I thought you said just there was not a lot of him in this. Maybe he's in it. I'm I pretty. Swear. I don't fucking I know. It's to be fair. I have only seen this movie once. When it came out in 2007. Should we tell people what we're doing? They have no idea what we're talking about. I mean, you're hosting this thing, so let's go. Uh, so we promised you guys eight years ago when you heard the last episode of this that uh, the last episode was not, in fact, the last episode. And we would be back with more because I'm going to make Aaron watch the movie. And? And, you know, I'm just excited to see what you think. I okay. Just, I just want to know. I, I just want to know what you think. You know, it's it's a, it's a great time. It's a great family adventure, as the cover states. Uh, which is very different from what the TV series uh, kind of portrays. Very different from what the book portrays. Yeah, still haven't read the book. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think at the time, like, okay, because what year did this come out with? Was this Harry Potter time? Was this Harry Potter? Yes, Harry Potter had, uh, we were up to Goblet of Fire, maybe. So we're three books in, or four? three movies, four movies in, um, and people want that money. People want that yeah. Harry Potter, you know, cash. Just like when Twilight came out and you had a whole bunch of uh, yes. preteen, you know, drama movies trying to do. So you got your Aragorn, uh, you got your... Uh, your what? Is it Aragorn? Is it Aragorn? Yes, Aragorn. The dragon, dragon tamer or whatever. Yeah, Aragon. Yes. Which don't get me fucking started on Aragon as I, one of the worst adapt. You know what? Whatever. I've never seen that one. We'll do. We're we'll do a TV this. series version no, of that won't. one. <laughs> I don't need to get into this. Don't trigger me like this. So I, I think the reason why they try to market it that way is because if the little kids are going out to watch the Harry Potters, then we need to make some money off of this book. You know, and what it sold with kids, right? It was a big, big selling book. Uh, yes, it oh. is. It is a widely selling book. So then why not try to hit that market up in the movies? The uh, what I didn't remember and I, I watched I didn't watch the whole trailer because um, I wanted to kind of remember the movie as it was or for the first time. Um, but I opened up the trailer and it literally starts with a floating ring. And it says in 2001, New Line Cinema took you on a journey to Middle Earth. Woo, really? Now, really? Yeah, and they're like, now we have another epic adventure for you. They were 100% trying to play this off of the success of Lord of the Rings. Like, oh. they really thought this was the next Lord of the Rings. You had me thinking that this was taking place in Middle Earth. Wow, no. That's what I was, that's what I was thinking. That would have been hilarious, but no. That sucks. Well, I mean, that's a little less... Uh... They were trying to piggyback off the success of Lord of the Rings and be like, this is the next big thing. Like, this is the next big epic adventure. But wait, when did Lord Oscar of the Rings winning. come out? Lord of the Rings came out before. 2001. That was, that's seven years? Yeah. How are you piggybacking off of something uh, almost a decade later? Well, Return of the King came out in 2003. So it would have been four years later. And that was pre prior to this. That was New Line Cinema's big, giant epic. That sounds... And they were like, this is the next Lord of the Rings. That sounds like that's a dumb marketing person. Clearly it didn't work. Yes, it did not. It was So basically what we're doing here today is we're introducing you clearly to this episode. Uh, we are going to watch the movie and then we will return in two hours. Although for you, it'll be about two seconds. Yep. Uh, we should just put two hours of silence. 
Okay. Good way to pad the time. Yes. <laughs> but uh, we'll be back in approximately one hour, 53 minutes and 15 seconds. Oh, it really to, is that uh, long, isn't it? Yeah. It's just under two hours. Okay. All right. To, to let you guys know uh, how this is going to go. So you already, I feel, uh, I feel a little bit bad because I've been ragging on it forever. So you already know it's garbage. Well, say so here's the thing. We have two different opinions, Emma. So what your garbage may be, it might be my, you know, my trophy. I, I might love it. I might that's, be like. That's very true. You do like garbage. First of all, I don't like garbage. I like, you like high garbage. quality movies. Um, you like garbage. And this might be good. I mean, you may, I think. You have a different perspective because you've read the book uh, and you were in love with the book as a child and all that type of stuff. So you you favor these characters and you want to see the best for these characters. I am going into it and making sure like, hey, story's on point. Uh, the acting's on point. Uh, you know, the CG might be a little rough. I'll give it some, you know, some leeway because it's dated, you know. Um, but I'm just saying I'm looking for a solid film. You know, that's 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 what I'm going in. I mean, for. it's got a great cast. I, I know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Nicole Kidman, Daniel Craig, you know, uh, Freddie Highmore, Ian exactly. McKellen. Oh no, no, what's his name? Uh, um, Sam Elliott. There you go, right there. Christopher Lee. I saw that on there, so I'm like, Ian okay. McShane. Like this, this is a really fucking good cast. This movie had no right being as bad as it is. I, okay. I mean, we will definitely see for for those big hitters that you're saying. I don't know. How do, how do you fail? I, I, and I want to know where you believe they failed. Do you believe they failed the book or do they fail the acting or like? Well, well I'll let yes, you we'll, after, we'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's the questions yeah. I'm going to have after the fact here. All right. So I guess uh, you ready to start? Yeah, I guess we uh, I guess we uh, then we'll, we'll be right back for you guys. And uh, that's the fancy transition. Wow. That you have to put that's a time, time. Flashbacks. Time jump. That's it's going to be in two hours. All right, we'll be right back, you guys. <laughs> All right, and just like that, two hours have passed, and I am left with one question. Oh God, where's Will? In the next fucking book where he belongs. I'm just saying. Okay, he should have been there from the beginning. In the next book. Um, and uh, you did get your boy Boreal. No, 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 no. Yeah, I did not. Yeah, no, he was not. There. No, don't give me a, a quick pan to a person holding a snake and be like oh there's boreal no that wasn't him there's boreal that could have been anybody there he was no that wasn't him i refuse to believe that was him actually where's the imdb go ahead go into your thing and because i want to see if that actually was what they it was considered no that wasn't yes it was no no it wasn't but uh all right immediate thoughts uh immediate thoughts was our r um it started off strong, in my opinion. So All right. with the introduction of Lyra and her telling tall tales and her playing with Egyptian kids, mm-hmm. uh, uh, it, it established her character to me really well. Like from the scene when they were on the roof and she was talking about how she uh, helps Asriel uh, hunt gobblers. Mm-hmm. Like those lies and that set up a personality that I feel the TV show did not. I'll agree with that. So I when I when I was looking or when when I was getting all that in the beginning, I was kind of like, "Where's the bad movie so far?" Right. It it it. I think I said it at one point. I was like, "The movie really shits the bed in the second half. Like the first half is all right. It starts off good. Um, I had forgotten how much they characterized Lyra in this, and I liked that. Yeah. And they, then it just goes so bad so fast. Yeah. It 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 um. And I don't know if it's this this whole thing of since we're doing a movie, we have to, you know, stuff as much as we can into this type of thing or whatever. But I don't know why would you feel that way when you started off so strong. So in that respect, it was fine, I think, in the beginning. In the first, I'll say 10 minutes, maybe. First 10, 15, maybe. It was, it was strong. Yeah. Um, the narration in the very beginning when they're telling you the whole story. Um, oh, yeah. I feel like that was a lot that they probably yes. should have kept, you know, back because um, they, they tell you about the different dimensions or the different worlds. Yeah. They tell you. Um, I liked how they explained the demons, though, because they didn't do that in the, in the show, really. Um, and how. Like you, you are, you know, connected to yours and everything like that. And even how it hurts if, you know, if you're 
demon gets hurt or whatever. Uh, so like some of that exposition was good, but I just felt it was too much. If they had taken it was away so much, yeah, they start with the multiverse. They yeah. talk about dust. They tell you about the alethiometer, and I had forgotten that they they really play into this like chosen one bullshit in the movie because they say there's only one alethiometer left and only one person who can read it, and that's not yeah. fucking true at all. But see, I think that's another thing of they're trying to give you that Harry Potter thing. They're trying to give you Harry Potter. They're like, you're, you got to be special. like Harry Potter. The, Alexander oh, I wrote Black. that. I wrote that. The uh, the font in the beginning. I was like, <laughs> that is so Harry Potter-ish. Like, yeah. that just looks like they're. So you could tell who this was geared towards. They were trying to get yes. you, Emma, into the theater oh, and sit clearly. down. I mean, I was the right age for it. I just didn't want a garbage movie. Well, I mean, you get kind of. I think they I never. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, you're too, you are probably too young to do what you do now with stuff, looking at like uh, directors and, and like yeah. background and like seeing articles online, like, oh, this person got cast to play blah, 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 or whatever. I don't know if you did that as a child. If you did, you're no. a weirdo. It was also 2007. So, like, there wasn't a whole lot of that around when you're 12. Yeah, true. Yeah, you know, that's not what you're into. So, I, I don't know. Maybe it would have been written in uh, for you, and you would have probably still been excited because of the the huge cast that they had. Well, I in was this. excited because I liked the book. But no, no, no. But I'm saying, like, I, as opposed to now, where you could look ah, at something and you'd yeah. be like, oh, "I'm not that excited" because they put this person as that. But like, the cast is even still strong. Yeah. As little as they use of certain people. Ridiculously good cast. Oh my god, Daniel Craig, Nicole Kidman. Fucking uh, Ian McKellen. God damn. Sam so, Elliott, Kathy Bates. Uh, Kathy Bates, really? Kathy Bates that we really? didn't know until the end. Exactly. But she's in it. Um, this movie had no business being as bad as it was. It it just felt, overall, to me, it just felt rushed. It just felt like they were, especially after watching it, after watching his Dark Materials and seeing it week in and week out, um, how they got to stretch out all these like plot lines. Mm-hmm. This one feels like they really definitely crammed it into, you know, the little two hours that they had. In but- this movie, you can you can completely take out uh, York Burnison and the fact that the armored berries even exist and you would lose nothing. Yes, that's 100 percent true. Absolutely no story with the bears. He is just there to look cool. It feels like it was padding time as well. Like like you said, if you took them out, then. It's, you know, it's done. I feel like, oh, you know what? Maybe because of the ending, maybe they were just trying to avoid actually that ending. That like the the proper ending to the the, yes. the story or whatever to this book. Yeah. So I I think I told you in the last episode when when Roger died and I had said I'd been saying that like the movie was trash. And I was like, now that you've seen this, I can tell you the movie's trash because Roger doesn't die. And so you already knew that Roger didn't die. And still, when the credits rolled, you went. That's it? Well, yeah, because I expected a full change. I expected him walking through to another dimension with her. Mm-hmm. That's when, when you said he didn't die, that's what I was like, okay, he's walking in with her. Like, they just kept his character alive and didn't really go down the evil part of, you know, Asriel. They don't even see Asriel. That's true. Asriel is she like. She never sees him after he leaves Jordan College. Yeah. The, he, he's just gone. And he's just exposition after that. Like. I think what's and her a name? fight scene that for some reason that we didn't need from him. Yeah, that was kind of odd and out of nowhere as well. Um, but like, because in the show he doesn't do that, right? Like, there's no, no fight that, scene. Yeah, it doesn't exist. But he's captured by the bears for a little while. Yes. And they didn't do any of that. They didn't do any of that. The, also, they what they didn't do going back to the beginning. He's way nicer than he's, yeah. Than any other oh, depiction of him in either the book or the the his dark materials. Again, he, they're trying to make this like a family thing, so they're like, "Oh, nice dad, you know, nice dad, Asriel." Yeah, and they don't explain because eventually, when the, he, she finds out that that's much her, much later, they don't explain like his reasoning behind things or anything like that. Like it, nope. like he's like because he's always like, "This is just my niece" or whatever. Or he's like, "You know, my niece shouldn't behave this way" or whatever. That's that was a weird. I don't know. They they um they and definitely then, yeah, softened they, they his. They hold on to her her parentage for almost the entire movie. She doesn't find out until the end, 
And it's Mrs. Coulter who tells her. And you never hear her acknowledge the fact that Azrael is her father after that. Was it Mrs. Coulter in the show, too? No, it was Ma Costa. Really? Remember, because she, they, oh, no, she like, storms Col- off and that's has that right. whole thing. Miss Coulter yeah. said that it was her, uh, what's her name, was his dad. That's who, mm-hmm. that's who, t- okay, all right. Yeah, so Mrs. Coulter tells her Azriel's her father, and Ma Costa tells her that Coulter is her mother. And in the book, I believe it's um, uh, Lord Fa. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, I remember we, yeah, yeah, we talked about that. Um, I do like going back to the beginning, like I said, the first 10 minutes of the, of the movie. Is, I know you were. I could hear you were so confused. You were like, "This is good." It's, it's, it wasn't because like it set up everything. Like I was like, "This is this is great." Like so far, so the first ten minutes to go back again. Magisterium is at that meeting that um, that uh, Azrael is at, and he wasn't in there from. Yeah, absolutely the show. not. The Magisterium was not on Jordan College, like and to, I don't know why they did that. Why they wouldn't have the master poison. Uh, Azrael, unless they just want to avoid confusing children, they're like, we can't have complex relationships. Well, because the it ma- kids wouldn't understand. I mean, that's that makes a lot of sense because I didn't quite understand while somebody, why somebody that's trusted so much, like if I'm leaving my child with these people, I obviously trust them, would eventually one day come back around and see it fit to have me dead rather than to have me do whatever I was trying to do, like. That, that didn't make any sense. So I, in mm-hmm. a sense, in the movie, I saw it. I was like, this is fitting that you set this this organization, the Magisterium, up as the bad guy. You show them the bad deeds that they are willing to do for their own goals. Poison a man, you know, kill a, a person. And then you show the animosity between those people as well. And they did that in the meeting as well. So I was like, cool. They set these people up. I know who the bad guy is automatically. That's who I do. Uh, that's what I know. In the TV show, it just seemed like these once friends, quote unquote, are like, well, we're going to you know, kill you. We, we, we'd rather have you dead. But then later on in the series, we're still going to protect Lyra. Like, I don't, like their, their, their role. It's complex. It's a complex situation. But their complex, the complexity of their situation is never understood by the audience, I feel. You feel like by the end of the show or by the end of the first season, you still don't really understand why the master was trying to poison him? No, because at the end, I mean, he got his whole school ripped apart Mm -hmm. and it's not because of, I mean, and then even when uh, they took the vote, they all voted to support uh, Azrael. So like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, what was your goal? You don't, you don't follow the magisterium because you guys have that free knowledge thing or whatever so i don't, I don't well understand. they do i mean they, they do follow the magisterium they're just not they have a little bit more leeway but they still believe in the idea of like heresy yeah see i don't know i never against the magisterium it never came across like that and then they were they were kind of background characters i felt in this in the movie like the they, college or the yeah, magisterium the college yeah they, they they weren't really they didn't really put too much on them as they were just like okay this is a house like as soon well, as, as far as the magisterium goes like they don't go into what they are at all in the book no in the movie they're just kind of this you know bad guy organization but there's no they don't allude to theology at all there's no the word church is never mentioned adam and eve is never discussed uh dust is never talked about god or is talked about in the theological sense like they were painstakingly clear to steer clear of uh theology in this movie yeah i I, it's i could you know i I understood that in there but i didn't i didn't see them as they weren't the bad guy i think that's all they they were the bad guy but they were just like some they were just like a generic bad guy organization yeah that's probably how they that's probably how they wanted to keep it yeah like you know i mean but like i mean think of other like movies or where they have like large groups of you know of people it's just they want power and they want to rule over things right they're their way and i think that's just what they were that's all the in the writing room that's literally probably what they were going with which is for me like it's just why do you pick this book why are you going to pick this book to adapt when you're going to neuter half the story because you bought it you just want it for like you just want it for the visuals. You just want the the riding the polar bear and magic. Well, no, I, I, yeah, because we we established the time that it came out. 
you know, around yeah. this craze of Harry Potter. The sales for this book, were they mainly towards children? I have no idea. Because I'd I really like to know that. Because it's not that a was kid's a, book. If, I, if, if that was the deal and it was like uh, the major sales were like this was like a, a kid's book or an elementary school book or something like that, then I can see them snatching up not on that. Not really. Not even looking at. Well, it's, it's also banned in, in some schools. Yeah, but I mean, outside of school, then it's still, you know, it's still, I'd have to see what would the demographic be of of who bought yeah, this book. Because if they're trying to, like, I can't remember who, uh, who was I talking to, but they, whenever you're writing a book and you take it to um, a distributor or you take it to an editor or something like that, they have people that I look at these books and like oh we're looking kind of for like a twilight writing story right now do you get anything like right. that and then they'll turn you away if you don't have that if you have like i don't know the good tree or something like that or the giving tree so okay if they're looking for movies to capitalize on you going out and buying a wand and robe or you going out and buying a polar bear and an alethiometer then they're going to look at that book and be like it's got the elements let's give it to these people that never read the book and have them skim through the pages, write a script, throw some stars at it, and yeah. watch it, you know, make millions, which is not the actual uh, mixture to make millions. Like, it, Speaking yeah. of which, I want to know how much this movie made. $3.52. How much do you think it cost to make? Uh, let's see, with the CG... I'm going to say... And in 2007. 2007, I will say uh, 70 million. 180 million. Ooh. You were off by $110 million. Sheesh, that is, uh, that's hefty. I was yeah. going to say 100 million at first, but then I was like, eh, there wasn't a lot of CG, I guess. But then... There was actually with because there was a variety of animals with everybody. There's a lot of CG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what they? You know where they saved money though? They saved money on that uh, alethiometer animation that was the same thing every time. Yes, but... and it was awful. <laughs> I forgot they did that. I 100 percent forgot that that's how they did. Uh, if you guys haven't seen the movie, I'm assuming everybody listening to this has seen the movie. Um, and if you haven't, you should watch it. No, pause, go watch it, and then come back. And then come back. But, uh, yeah, that, like, she's looking at it, and then they do this, like, uh, magical dust sparkles that show her pictures, and it's like watching a movie. It's so fucking bad. It's so bad. Well, and so, she can do it right off the bat, the first time she tries. How, and they, they actually, did they really even say, um, like, Beyond the exposition in the beginning that no one else can read this? Like, any other characters say that? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think there's the exposition in the beginning that tells you no one can read it. And then when she asks if she can try, they kind of laugh at her a little bit. Yeah, the the Egyptians or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Huh. But, it, uh... There was no, um... This movie, by the way, made $372 million. Oh, so it made its money then. It did make its money. Oh. It was still garbage. I wonder why it didn't get a sequel then. Because if it made its money. It, well, it only made, it also only made 70 million domestically. Yeah. All of its stuff was international. Interesting. Do you, uh, do you know what it got? Or what would you guess it got on Rotten Tomatoes? On Rotten Tomatoes, probably 37%. You're pretty close. 42. 42, yeah. It's, it, it's deserved. Like that's yeah. the that's the the right. I'd put it a little lower, but yeah. That would you put it at thirty seven percent? I'd probably put it closer to like thirty. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, maybe because major chunks of it is gone. Like of the every major chunks are important chunks of it is gone. Like the bear gone. Um, like you don't need any of that. But I mean, you got to give it extra points for the jaw ripping off. It did do that. Yeah, it did. yeah. Did they do that in it, the in the show? No, they did they, not. I don't believe they did. But uh, so they they did keep in the jaw ripping off. But because they wanted to keep that rating, not a single drop of blood. Well, see what you don't understand in the snow, Emma. Uh, blood like actually, it's, yeah, real fast. So that's that's what happened. That that's what Terrible. happened. That's what happened. Terrible. Uh, I do like their casting of uh, Bucktooth kids in that role. <laughs> 
Um, they've been consistent over different Just mediums. screams Roger. Yeah, I, I knew right off the bat. Boom, Roger. That's him. So yeah, I mean that was that was a that was a good one. I like the actual. What did you think? I will take it a little to the the design of it, the costume design, because in the show, I kind of like the I like the the look of everything, like the characters' clothing and stuff like that. That was good. And then this I one, it was fine. Like it's just kind of there. There's nothing special about it. I feel like the only person who consistently looked. Like drew your eyes, Mrs. Coulter, which I guess makes sense. That gold dress she's wearing in the beginning doesn't make any sense. That's Why? like a very because it's 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 first of all she doesn't fit the setting at all. They're in a college. Everybody's just sitting down to a regular dinner, and she walks in in like this sparkly Swarovski golden dream of an evening gown. And you're but like, what are you? I thought that's for? I thought that's her her character, like. I'm no. special. I'm outside of the because she kept saying it like she was like, yeah, you know, I do what that, I want. You don't, that's a very lazy way to do that. It's like we, you know, we really need to show that she's, you know, fancy. So we're going to put her in an evening dress in an evening gown. And like it was just it's just it didn't make sense. It doesn't fit the scene at all. I mean, her clothes look nice. But the one thing that I did like about it is that once again, Lyra was never shown wearing pants, which fits and which if they had continued to go into the next book. Makes I thought, sense. I thought she was wearing pants at the beginning. Those weren't pants? No, she's wearing a dress. Ah, no, they were like corduroy pants. Nah. Oh, okay. But, um, so they kept to that, which I guess is fine, but, like, there's just nothing special about the costume design. Okay. All right. I wonder who did it. It was definitely better, uh, well, at least the magisterium, I felt, was better clothed in, uh, the TV show. There was a lot of just, like, the giant M... That 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 made no sense to me. The you know the branding everywhere. Like we are the Magisterium. Like we get it. We get it. You got a giant M on your chest. You're the, oh, you're the costume cool. designer was Ruth Myers, and she also did the 1996 Emma movie, which was. Ugh. I don't know what Emma is. Uh, you wouldn't have seen it. Wow. Okay. Right. It's a Jane Austen novel, but they did a version of it with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. And how the many 90s. movies did they make of her books? A lot. Good lord! Every a time we talk, you keep saying, "Oh, that's a Jane Austen movie." Like, really? Because we're Ghostbusters <laughs> three. We're really? We're watching all the Jane Jeez. Austen movies. That's why every time you ask us what we're watching, we're specifically watching Jane Austen movies. How, but like, there's like a too many of them. Whatever. Back back to the Golden Compass. There's <laughs> like seventy of those things. Join us on our next podcast where Aaron's introduced to Jane Austen. Oh my god! Uh, side note, real quick. I didn't know Clueless, one of my favorite movies, was uh, based off of one of her. Uh, it's based off of Emma. I didn't know that. That's I didn't know that, but that's one of my favorite movies. Oh man. Um, um. So we have been. So we have zero. If you're listening to this, obviously you're aware. We have zero structure for how this is going. We're just kind of throwing shit at the wall. That's fine. Um. Can we talk about the green fire? So okay, the green fire, <laughs> the the car mechanics, like the actual the technology. Photo. Yeah, like so. You didn't like any of that. It didn't make sense. I just like I don't know because I don't know what you imagined as a child with the with what they described in the book. Then they I, don't describe. So what they what we would call electricity, they call something different. Yeah. Um Naphtha or Bantha or Bantha is a Star Wars thing. Wow. Um, <laughs> they so it it read to me where I always imagined it looking a little older, like a period piece. But I think that is just something that I was reading wrong but it definitely wasn't futuristic because that's what i got from it like this is a this Very is kind of a futuristic, futuristic. from the dirigible like looking things that were in the sky not. the cars that have the front wheel that's like a energy ball or something hell that was that was weird uh and so i was just like okay green fire I mean maybe that's didn't make any sense the, yeah the moving photograph was very harry potter um, and that photograph wasn't even right because it was just a picture of the dude and they completely leave out the idea that it affects, that dust affects adults and children differently, which makes sense when you realize they're not going to kill Roger. Yes. Because they're just not going to go at all into the fact that what he needed needed a child because dust affects children differently. Yeah. He just said a big old thing of energy and money. That's what I need. And we never get to... We never even we'll never get to see what they thought they were gonna do. They but. never explain who that guy is in the picture is uh, either. They, nope. He's just waving. He's got his demon next to him, and you can see that from the city. 
dust comes down, filters for some reason through the demon, then hits the person. Like that's that's what that is. Okay. Yeah. So a good portion of the beginning of the movie is exposition. Um and then about the time that we get to Lyra leaving Mrs. Coulter, it ramps up to 11 in terms of speed. Really fast. Yeah, everything hits you really fast. So uh, where it was like four episodes for us to watch all these things kind of go out, this was the next 20, 20 minutes. 20 minutes? Yes. And it was... it was. She didn't even know Roger was missing it, when yeah. she left. It was very quick. Knew. It was very, very quick. Like um, she just said, I wanted to say bye. And um, she's like, ah, well, you could write them. <laughs> then it's just, Which means it doesn't make any sense that when she finally got to Bovanger, why was she looking for him? Um, maybe because why would she? Yeah, have then he was no, there? you're right. You're right. Yeah, because yeah. I, I can't. I can't. Because yeah, the can't, only person yeah. she would have known who's missing is Billy, and they decided that he was going to be the dead kid, so she already knew he was dead. Wait, who was dead in the other in the TV show? In the TV show, it was. It wasn't Billy. No, it wasn't Billy. It was somebody they knew. I can't no, remember. I thought it was him. Billy. Was it? Billy? I don't fucking because know. remember, there's the whole scene of uh, him dying and the Ma Costa and oh, the brother. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. The brother it that was, was absent yeah. in this movie. Um, Tony Costa doesn't exist in this movie. Does he exist in the book? Of course he does. Then I don't understand why he doesn't exist in the movie. That makes no sense. There's a lot of shit that doesn't exist in this movie. Uh, I we missed a scene of the the sneak attack where Tony and that other guy sneak into Coulter's place and Yep. Also, um which I don't think was in the book. They don't really I I don't really think they they get the um So like okay, so like my theories about the show is that um Mrs. Coulter is a witch because that monkey is always far away from her for some reason. The only the person that I know that does that is uh, the, the witches. witches. Yeah. Uh, and this one, I, I don't get to, we don't get to see any of that. We didn't get to see how the monkey uh, travels around inside the apartment um, through the little vents and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just, you know, out of her sight or whatever. But what we did see is how the monkey gets hit or hurt and she gets hit. Miss Coulter gets hurt or hit the same way. Yeah, like she doesn't react to it, but you can see a mark on her face. Exactly. We never saw that in the TV show and that that's what Which is th- dumb. But it threw a whole bunch of my theories off uh, out of whack. And uh, I wish they could have done more of that in the the show. The monkey looks bad in both, by the way. <laughs> he looks the monkey- good in the show he looks terrible in both it's hard i feel like the cgi department doesn't know what to do with the idea of golden fur which is what he's de- he's described as having then just do brown fur just <laughs> do brown fur guys but it's very it's a very distinct color like they focus on it like it's not brown it's not blonde like he has golden fur and i think the art department doesn't really know what to do with that and the show i think got really close while still trying to make it look real this one looks fucking bizarre. It it's looks orange. really weird. Yeah, it, it was looks really, really weird. shiny and really orange. Yeah, and I, I didn't, I didn't like the way that looked at all. It was. You know what? You know what? We skipped over the best actor in this whole movie. Um, Lee Scoresby's character, Billy Costa, when he's getting choked out. Man, hilarious. <laughs> okay, now that you're speaking of that scene, because that was the first time that they showed that weird camera. Uh, are like weird lighting on their faces. Yeah. Like when Billy and um, Roger. Roger. I almost forgot his name. I was calling him George for some reason. When <laughs> Billy and Roger were walking down that little alleyway, they have like a spotlight on their face. And they did that again with Lyra when she was running away. And I was the like. The camera's just in a ring light. Yeah. Like it's weird why they why they chose that. And then they went into that just over. I You can hear the director saying, act like you're getting choked. Act like he's getting <laughs> choked right now. And he just, okay. I love that that's the best take. <laughs> yes. Yeah, out of all of them. You know they did it multiple times. That, that was that was pretty bad. That, that was pretty bad. And then they made Hilarious. it seem like a gigantic character actually was taking them as well. Like they put this big shadow over the kids. And it was like, well, if this is Mrs. Coulter, then how? What? Like that jacked. Just, that doesn't make any sense. Okay. She's jacked. Uh, because everything okay, everything isn't bad in this movie. I'll say. Um, 
one thing that I think you will agree with was the portrayal of the amount of witches that are yes. in the... Because, like, in the show, there's one. Yeah. <laughs> and they talk about a lot of them are like, like hey, there's a bunch them. of them, but you don't see them. In this, there's, like, a full-blown army. Um, but they're, they don't seem as powerful as they did in the show. Correct. Because in the show, it took one to wipe out a full, like, regiment of people. Like, she was that the Flash. And, like, the witches are a big part of that battle, and when you only have one, you got to put all of the witches into that one. But they could have done everybody. They could have hired some extras. They, they could have. I don't know why they didn't. Throw some cloth on them and then said, hey, you're a witch now. Well, well and, and, the, and, the, and the fact that there's witches on both sides. Oh, yeah. See, I'm still there's waiting on that. There's witches fighting with Bullvanger. See, I'm, I'm waiting on, because I, I really, 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 really hope to see some of that in the next season, because I want to see... I, I, I want to see the conflict. Do they do they, do they show the conflict in the book? No, you have to find out. You're horrible. Uh, but it, that's one we'll of find the... Find out next year. That's one. Are we? With all this crap going on? Jeez. They already finished filming. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, but no, I liked it. I, I liked how they, they portrayed them in there. I, I can't remember if there was any like actual magic in the TV show. I don't think there was. From, no, like, the there witches. was no like waving of wands and fl- i don't know they they fly and they fight really well oh, and they're super fast. they didn't show their like twigs that they use right to to fly i mean she was holding it was she yeah i did not see it at all i kept seeing her with it's the a gi- she was holding a giant stick i thought that was a bow i don't fucking know i think that I, was a bow because she used it to kill a bunch of people too i don't know she was holding it all the time i assumed it was her her little whatever uh, and then wait a minute, wait a minute. So the reason the the way that Lyra demonstrates using the alethiometer in the book and in the show is they show up at that city to find the witches, and the guy asks her to pull out which uh, sprig is hers, and that's what Lyra does. Uh-huh. In the movie, this fucking strange lady walks, flies up to her, and goes, "Hey." Tell me which one of these dudes on the boat I had sex with. Yes. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> and what if it showed her? Because apparently when you look into the alethiometer in the movie, you get like a full cutscene. Magical picture. Yeah. What if it actually showed her more of uh, I don't know. Of their relationship back in the day instead of, you know, just a little kissing action. Which She's they... like, I saw a picture of you with some young guy I've never seen before. And he was blowing your back out apparently so Jesus what was God. happening <laughs> then it points to the birds and yep. then the bees what does that mean and then what's this peach emoji i don't know what that <laughs> one's in an eggplant were you guys vegetarians oh my God. <laughs> Can we make an alethiometer out of emojis? Uh, yes, we can. I did one already. Remember on Twitter, I did one. That was oh, that's right. Yeah, but now that yeah, that there, I think it was because of speed. It they had to speed everything yeah. up. So you know, hey, which one is he's my guy? And then they had no conversation, they... no conversation between those two, between the witch and um, uh, Fadacorum. Oh yeah, never, never touched on Fadacorum had like two lines. He had more because he and they were all in that scene where he tells us how to use the alethiometer. That's but, it. He had exposition. But he also was there a little bit to give more exposition on the, the spy bugs. He was. So he's wait. He was there for the exposition of uh, York Bernison. So there you go. He's exposition, he's exposition king. Man. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what he. But, you know, honest, in all honesty, a lot of characters felt that way. Yeah. Like nobody really felt like they were an actual, well, not nobody, but a lot of the characters didn't feel like they were anything beyond just, I'm here to explain to you, the, the viewer, what everything else is, you know, right now. Because and we all needed the exposition on York Bernison because none of us knew that story. That was, that was a part of the movie that oh kind of irritated me for real because his lines that they gave him did not sound like it was like like if i met you is that how people talk yeah if i met you for the first time emma and you were like hey i'm from iceland and my mother left me there when i was a child and i'm like 
Who are what? Why are you just going into your backstory? This is the first time I've ever met you. Wait, but I'm also drinking. Yes, exactly. Like uh, a bucket of whiskey. I don't understand why they treated that character. And then you have, uh, you have such a like a, a high level actor for that Ian role. McKellen. And you decide to make his. I wonder how much input the actors have on stuff like that, though. Like, why would they have any input? I don't know. I just feel like if I'm reading that. And like I got the role and I'm reading it, I'm like, this kind of just sounds, this doesn't sound natural. You know, I, if we're making a movie, I, I want to make it, in a, you know, a, I don't know. Maybe, is this his first they just time? Walk him, he just walks into a booth, sits down, reads the lines they put in front of him, goes home, makes his million dollars. No, no, because then he wouldn't be one of the best parts in those whack X-Men movies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Ian McKellen's an amazing actor. I'm saying for this movie... That's all he had to do was just walk into a booth, read his lines, and go. Uh, I, I don't know. That... They didn't care. They did not care when they made this movie. It didn't matter what the dialogue sounded like. They didn't care that it made sense. They wanted the visuals. That's all that mattered. Who was the uh, director on this one? Chris Weitz. And he's directed... Let me tell you as soon as this loads. I, oh, he did. Oh, wait. He's what? He did. Oh, the he Twilight. wrote and directed. He did Twilight Saga New Moon as well. Oh, did he? That's what it says. You know his... who else did Twilight Saga New Moon? The composer on this. Really? Don't ask me why I remember that. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, no, I'm pretty sure. Uh, let's see. He, yep, there he is. Twilight Saga. That was his next movie after this. Yeah. He directed About a Boy, which is a very good movie. He directed American Pie, but it says uncredited. Really? What? Well, he wrote The Nutty Professor, too. <laughs> Interesting. The Clumps. All right. Uh, he fucking wrote Rogue One, the best Star Wars movie. Never seen So it. this guy is capable, and he wrote about a boy. He wrote the Cinderella movie. This Wait, man is capable of good the, writing. About a boy is before it, though. Yeah, Because um, you could see, or you could you know, make a case saying, like, these movies he helped him. Ants. Ants? I've this never man seen can ants. write. This man can write well. I don't I, understand what happened. Oh, no, I did see Ants. It's not a bug's life, though. Yeah. It wasn't a. He's writing the live action adaptation of Pinocchio. Why do we need that? (laughs) I I don't know. But he also wrote the best Disney live action. So like, let this man do his work. Um. Well, I mean, let him do his work. Uh, Do his work. Well, then don't let him direct too. How about that? I mean, he directed good shit too. He directed about a boy. I've never seen about a boy, so it's a very good Hugh Grant movie with the Nicholas Holt. Is it about a boy? It is about a boy. Okay. I'll take your word for it. I don't know. So then I, I, I can't, because uh, if he's got a solid, uh, you know, resume. You, it's, it all comes down to the fact that they just wanted a spectacle. They didn't care about, they wanted a spectacle, they wanted a little girl, and they wanted magic. That's all they cared. They hit all three boxes, and that's what they wanted. And because it, they added in a fight scene they didn't need, which is the Azrael one. They extended fight scenes that didn't have to be as long as they were, which was the one where Lyra gets taken. The final fight scene was longer than it needed to be. Um, yeah, I felt like that, that they made that there. And now that I look back on it, it really did feel like that they made that the climactic, you know, big fight for yes. humanity type of situation. When it, Which you wouldn't be expecting because you think that there's another four episodes. I literally thought we were halfway through it. Through. I thought we yeah. were. I thought we were just like 20 minutes left in the in the movie when we were at that point. And I was like, okay, like, that's cool. We're, we're, we're doing this, but I don't know. I, and now looking back on it, I can see why they put so much effort into that one, but. I don't know. So do you see why this is a very disappointing adaptation? I can see why it's a disappointing adaptation for the reader, but for your average looker that doesn't know anything more than that, I can see why it's Still a, a mediocre. Movie. I can see why it's just a mediocre movie. Yeah. Like it's nothing special. It's something you can just That's why you said it made uh 300, 300 million dollars. Million yeah, that's a that's a mediocre movie right there. Yeah. You made what? Just a little over double than what you spent on it. Something so, like that, yeah. So that's the that's what they usually shoot for, right? We need to make at least double what we spent on the stupid thing. So, and then I'm looking at the uh, wiki, and they got nominated for a bunch of awards. Ew, what for? Uh, let's see, Academy Awards. It won Best Visual Effects. 
That makes sense. Uh, and it got nominated for Best Art Direction. Uh, okay, BAFTA, Saturn. It was a pretty movie. So, like, for t- especially for 2007, because there's a lot of scenes where you look at it and you're like, ooh, green screen. But for 2007, it was a very pretty movie. Yeah, so I think, I think whoever, you know, put it out there, they're like, fine. <laughs> like, yeah, we made what we needed to make off of it. Who cares about but the rest of it? they clearly thought that they had the next big thing. That's oh, yeah. why they compared it to Lord of the Rings. Like, they oh, yeah. were planning a fucking franchise. That yeah, they they definitely they definitely thought they were going to go three for this one or something like that. Cancelled sequels. I just scrolled down to that too right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, subtle knife potentially for May twenty ten with the third book in the trilogy, Amber Spy. See what, to what's hard about this is if you wanted to make a kids book. And I, this is, I think I talked about this in the show as well. Like there are certain things that you can leave out of the first book and there's certain uh, liberties that you can take that like they work in the first book. When you don't talk about the church, when you don't talk about theology, when you leave out certain characters, when you add certain characters, like these things will work when you try to do them. By the time you get to the end, by the time you get to the last book, you can't do anything. Ah, it's so blatant that it's just like you, yeah. you're writing a whole like, different story by of- then. Exactly. Like you can kind of get away with it, but if you leave out X, Y, and Z in the first book, what the fuck are you going to do when you get to the Amber Spyglass? I don't understand how they would have written anything. If they were trying so hard to keep theology out of it, you, you can't, you cannot make the third book. You just can't. Yeah. Look, if you look at that last sentence uh, for oh. the canceled sequences, uh, sequences, sequels, <laughs> uh, it pretty much sums up everything. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's a hundred percent. So that, Sam Elliott stated the Catholic church lambasted them. And I think it scared new line off hundred yep. percent. Yeah. That, I mean, he was correct in thinking that way. It's, I mean, it's sad, you know, cause you, I don't think any art should be silenced. Like that. I feel like that's how I, I mean, with anything, um, but I mean that 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 company. Even, yeah, even in controversies, several key themes of the novels, such as the rejection of religion and the abuse of power in a fictionalized version of the church, were diluted in the adaptation. That is a very nice way to say that. Yeah, because diluted isn't what happened. It was just all it's right. It's just not gone. there. Yeah, like diluted means there was a little bit in there, but no, nah, it was just all out, all out taken out. So. Yeah. Damn says attempting to reassure fans of the novels, White said that religion would appear in euphemistic terms, yet the decision was criticized by some fans, anti-censorship groups, and the National Secular Society, of which Pullman is an honorary associate. What which said fans? they're taking the heart out of losing uh, taking the heart out of it, losing the point of it, castrating it, and that this is a long-term problem over freedom of speech. And that's Man. The, and I'm definitely so high on they that. were they were fucked either way. It was like if they kept it in, they were gonna piss off the church people, and if they kept it out, they were gonna piss off the fans. Yeah. Um. So pick one. What What would you have rather happen then? Maybe them put all that time and effort into an actual TV series that, or uh, still try to go for a movie. Oh, TV series is a much better option. Generally, these days, I will always take a TV series over a movie because your budget is going to be lower, but you have so much more room to tell the story. Like you yeah. just I mean, you you can see what the difference was right here between telling this story in eight hours versus telling it in two hours. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, because that's why and, I've pulled back so much on my stance of I want a new X-Men movie as opposed to I just want a kind of an X-Men series uh, yeah. <laughs> like on, you know, uh, Disney Plus or something like that. Yeah, because I, I like the way that you can actually get into it, especially if it's something that's was a novel like this yeah. is. You really cannot hit all those uh, those nuances and those key points in a movie because you have to rush like this thing was. So, yeah. Yeah, two hours. I mean, if you – like, look at the Lord of the Rings books and look at those movies. The extended version of Lord of the Rings, I believe the Return of the King is – Three and a half hours long. Ridiculous. And it leaves out so much. I've never seen so that. so much of that that you don't get without reading the book. But it's three and a half hours, and it's really fucking good. Yeah. You haven't watched the extended editions, have you? I have you? not, no. I know you I, haven't. I've only watched the regular ones. They're good movies. I, uh, but... When I was in college, the movie theater that I lived near did a showing of all three extended editions back to back to back. 
insanity. We got, we got there at seven in the morning and left at oh god, middle of the night. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It was crazy. It was a really good day. It was a really good day. But yeah, so when you like you just cannot movies are very hard to do books well in or books that have like the golden compass or like Lord of the Rings or these big epics that they want movies that are like this. There's so much that goes into that. You lose entire sections of the plot trying to dumb it down to two hours. You lose sections of the plot. You lose entire characters. You lose entire races. You didn't know anything about the Egyptians other than the fact that they're called Egyptians for some reason. And they live in the ocean. And they live in the ocean, apparently, yeah. according to this movie. <laughs> you didn't learn anything about the bears. You don't know who the Samoyeds or the Tartars are, except for the fact that they exist. And Which, to be fair, the TV people. show did the same thing. And they're the ethnic people in this. And they're the ethnic people, yes. yes. That's, that's the other thing I pulled. I was like, okay, the indigenous people are the bad guys. All right. Yeah. That's cool. And, yeah, yeah it's just, you can't do, it's really hard to do movies like this. So then, uh, for the future, because... I'm pretty sure they will take other works of your childhood. They will. Uh, give Okay, so you know what I've been thinking about this whole time? Because you brought it up in the beginning. <laughs> give me an Aragon TV show. Well, first of all, a oh TV show. All right, let's calm down. Let's give calm me an Aragon down. TV show. Because that, that book is, or that movie is, I have no problem, I believe, saying is the worst book to movie adaptation I've ever seen. Never seen it. It's garbage. It's so bad. Do they, and the books are so good. Is it just because of like the CG or is it the same thing here where they change the story it's a lot? really, like the writing is really bad. The CG is fine because it's like a big dragon thing. So they had to put a lot of money into it. But as far as I remember, at least the CG is fine. But like the writing is bad. And they did the same, the exact same thing that this movie did where they took a giant plot point from the end of the book and left it out. And when they leave that out, they cannot do the next one. Again, in this one, they can do the next one. <laughs> They just have to start with killing a child. That's all they have to do. <laughs> just like title sequence, the subtle knife. Yeah. Roger's dead. Boom. Right off the bat, we go right into it. That's what I, 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 I'm, I'm telling you. subtle knife. Just do it. The subtle knife. Is that what it's called? Knife. This, uh, that book is how I learned how to say the word subtle because my mom asked me what I was reading and I very proudly told her I was reading the subtle knife and she laughed in my face. As one parent should. So hard. I remember it to this day. As, as a parent should at, at that time. Yes. <laughs> she did the That's right how thing. I know how to say subtle. She did the same thing uh, when I was reading Harry Potter and I came across the word bobatons. But is that a word? B-E-A-U-X. How the fuck am I supposed to know that says bow? That, that's very true. It's French. So <laughs> She just laughed in my face. She said, what did you say? I said, it's Buxabottons. Yeah, and actually, now it is. From now on, it's Buxabottons. <laughs> I said, it's Buxabottons, and I'm nine. That actually sounds like something from Harry Potter. Buxabottons. <laughs> sounds like a toy shop or something. Uh, well, oh. I, I will, if I had to rate this, because I'm looking at the ratings on the bottom of this movie, and of mm -hmm. course, they're, you know, we already discussed it, they gave it a 42 or whatever, um, and then what is, what is the, the average score on whatever this is? The average score was 4 point, or 5.61 out of 10, without, uh, without the bite of controversy of this score, I mean, of the source material, the Golden Compass is reduced to an impressive visual, overcompensating for lax storytelling Ooh. exactly exactly Ooh. what we just spent the last hours saying that somebody just summed up into one sentence yeah they did and i, I would probably give it a five most likely yeah, yeah. i mean it's an average movie it's not a it's nothing i would remember years on uh, to tell you the honest imagine truth. going into this and all you know about it is that new line thinks it's the next lord of the rings see i never even saw a trailer for it the only it only came on my radar from what we're going to do uh, next is <laughs> playing the video game and seeing people. God, I don't even want to know. I, I just saw people come in and take it back. Come in and take it back. <laughs> like, that was it. And then eventually it hit our bargain bin for it was like the dollar, you know, bin. And it just sat there. And I was like, okay. And I guess nobody likes the And you know purpose. what? It's going to be a bad game of telephone because this isn't a game based off the book. It's a game based off the movie. Oh, yeah. Based that's right. Book. I wonder who you play as. Are you Lyra? Oh, God. Are you Lee you got to be Lyra. 
What? Do you think one of us can be Lyra and one of us can be Yorick? If it is a co-op game, <laughs> I, I'm already giving it five points right off the back right there out of ten. Oh, man. Like, if it's co- if they went that far, yeah, then I, I got you. Like, there, there's no other way. But what it's got to just be the fight scenes. What are the fights? There seems like there's, and like, I, three. And I wonder if there's, like, a puzzle mechanic for reading the alethiometer. Uh, you're, see, now what you're doing is you're thinking too much into a game <laughs> that is not going to be that. <laughs> You're creating a game that is not going to be that. Oh, no. You're not going to get anything after that. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, what is this? Oh, never mind. Never mind. This is different movies from something else. I was going to say, they're, they're, they're talking about uh, different shows after that. But, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited uh, to, to look forward. This just makes me want season two of His Dark Materials. Well, what, any news, words, or anything on that? Nope. Cause I mean, the last thing I mean, the last thing we heard was that we were expecting season two this year, but who knows what's going to happen? Well, I mean, if you said it's shot, it's done, you know, then all they have to do, like the only thing I could think they would do is editing, and you don't have to really be close that to each other. A shit ton of time. Well, the problem is, and I didn't think about this until we started talking about games getting delayed, is that if the editors are all having to work from home, they can't just take all of these files home. True. Yeah. You have to be in the office. Mm. See, well, see now, not after all this, I'm, they're gonna. There's gonna be different ways people work. I, I know for sure, but yeah, um, yeah, not true. But I mean, I don't know. I just I don't know their time schedule or like where they're at in the timeline of completion of this game or this, well, they, this movie or this they show, whatever it is. Season two in September last year. Okay, so then. Oh wow! So it's no, been that's done not for, that. What seven months? Yeah, but then you got to think about CG editing, and you yep. know as much, uh, you know, as because you've read the books and stuff, how much they would need CG in this next one. Like I don't know. As far mm-hmm. as I know, um, they're in the real world, and they don't need that much CG because they're with Will, and you know, what CG do they need? Who knows? You I know. know. I know, but Terrible. you don't. Still upset yeah, that the last, no the last thing that was confirmed was that it was coming out in 2020, but that doesn't really mean anything anymore. Um, yeah, so. 2020 is over. You know what? We're going to get to New Year's, and we're going to drop the ball, and it's going to be 2020 again. We're just going to get to take a whole mulligan on this year. Uh, yeah, you try to convince that to businesses. Nobody is going to get a year older. When your birthday comes, you're still going to be the same age. Wow. That's terrible. My sister's real upset because she just turned 29 and she's like, this was supposed to be my last year of my 20s. But does she expect something to change when she hits 30? Yeah. Nothing does. Yeah, does. <laughs> everything. Everything changes. She's old. No. What? Okay. You're old. No. Yeah. You're all old. Yeah. That's what I told my doctor and she laughed at me. And I was like, <laughs> well, all right. Society said I was. All right. And your you're society, old. Emma, that's what's the problem. Yeah. You're yes, the I problem. Am. You're old. So anyway, is are we you're you're wrapping it? Are we done? We've gone an hour are we? or so. Uh yeah, I guess we talked the only thing we didn't talk about was uh no, I guess, yeah, fucking everything. Yeah, so what's next? What we happens touched in the next on the bears and what's what's our next well, what? I mean I guess we'll do the game whenever yeah. we're in the same room again. In the next eight years? Is that someday. Okay. All someday. Right. Well, take us out. Look, time is a fucking construct. Nothing means anything anymore. I don't know what day it is. Wow. It's not that serious. We're we're fine. It's just a little quarantine, everybody. We're fine. You go to work every day, so you know what day it is. I have no idea what's happening when I wake up in the morning. Yeah, I gotta save lives, Emma. My job is essential. Oh, okay. 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 All right. Yeah. My job yeah. is essential. So Is it? Yes, it is. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh. Proud I, of you. For the little kids. So the, the gobblers don't get them. Okay. Okay. I save people from the gobblers. Mm, Thank yeah, you. Let's let people think that. Let's let the viewers think that. <laughs> and go deliver a keyboard. Wow. <laughs> but you can't because none of the people are there. <laughs> and laptops. And laptops. Yes. Take us out, woman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So uh, we'll uh, we'll see you guys whenever the fuck we see you. Who knows when that's going to be. Uh, hope you're doing all right in isolation and quarantine. Uh, stay stay home. Stay safe. Uh, cover your mouth when you cough. And oh, wash your goddamn hands. You'll lose your jaw like, <laughs> <laughs> like a bear. All right. And don't cut a hole in the middle of your mask so it's easier to breathe. 
but it is easier to breathe. Goodbye, everybody.